1: Welcome back to Shoot the Shot, an all-new NBA and variety show. It is September 9th, 2021. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, how are we doing today, man? How are you?
2: It feels different, Jonathan. We've got, uh, you know, college football is in the air. It's well underway. There's It's beautiful. And then there's NFL. NFL is back tonight. Kicking off tonight, if you guys are listening to it today on Thursday. So, Cowboys about to get ran. <laughs> ran yeah yeah i i I think i would agree with you there i think i would agree
1: i hate i hate the cowboys so whatever i hope i don't offend anybody well i actually i don't care if i offend (laughs) anyone because i really just it's you know what i i think i've talked to you about this cowboys my entire life have been my number one hated team it has been supplanted by the philadelphia eagles because of that crap that they pulled in the second half of their final game of the season last year to lower their get a better draft pick screw the giants out of the postseason all that good stuff, but it is what it is. But it is a beautiful time of year, am I right?
2: It it's beautiful today in uh, Omaha. 1-0. That's true. Today, you zero and one. You know, Sorry, it's Kevin. beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Um, while I will say Florida State impressed me the other night, but it's so beautiful. Um, no, today, uh, actually in Omaha, Jonathan. It was uh, seventy-two all day today. Ooh, it was beautiful. Talk to it me. Beautiful. Nice. I was I was on the way home for lunch, and I called Lauren, and I was like, hey, if you and Harper haven't done anything outside yet today, today's the day to do it. Sometimes, you know, Lauren and Harper get a little stir crazy in the in the place, so, you know, they, they had to, they wanted to go, they like to go outside and stuff like that, so I said, today is the day. Today is the day, because 72 degrees, it hadn't felt that good in a long time. Nebraska gets hot. Nebraska gets stupid hot, and uh, thankfully, today was... It was beautiful so the the the, you know weather's starting to change football's here I can't complain
1: football like the whole you know football season starts and then we start getting into the holidays like the last stretch of the year is always my favorite part of the year here in Florida I'm sure as you remember we don't really start getting like any cooler (laughs) weather until like the middle almost the end of October but when it gets down to like 74 72 outside like that's the best hooping weather outside. Mm-hmm. It's the best weather to roll the windows down, go for a drive, whatever you're doing. So we are getting there, folks, here in Florida. We are are getting there. Anyways, Luke, let's break down some of the news from the NBA this past week. We're getting closer. I think it's like 43, 44 days, something like that, to the start of the regular season. Yeah. We are inching ever closer to that. However, at the same time, the news is slowing down a little bit. But this week, we've got some uh, some action with some of the contenders. So, DeAndre Jordan was traded to the Detroit Pistons for Sekou Jalil Jalil Okafor, four future uh, second-round picks to the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons then waived DeAndre Jordan-Luke. And now he is a favorite to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers. So, this seems like it's going to be another veteran probably signing with the Lakers for the minimum does DeAndre Jordan do anything for you does that improve the Lakers odds at winning a title
2: um i mean i guess just the rich get richer I, I i don't know i mean you saw dwight step into la a couple years ago when people had written him off and yeah dwight's you know not the dwight that he once was but Dwight came into the, you know, into the game. He only played like 19 minutes a game in LA um, putting up like seven points and, and, and I think seven rebounds as well. Um, And then, you know, you look at DeAndre Jordan, I don't see why he can't come in and just be kind of a sidekick, you know, right next to him. I don't, I don't see why that that can't be something that they just kind of ride off of those two guys. There's, you know rumors that that gasol is is out of LA because there's just too many cooks in the kitchen for gasol to still be there and deandre jordan and dwight howard um i think that they bring a lot to the team and um you know they might not play the most minutes i think deandre played like 20 24 25 minutes a game in brooklyn um but you saw him put up virtually what dwight was putting up his last time in LA about 7 and 7 so these are going to be guys that just come off the bench, one of them, you know, might start at this point. Um, and I, I, I don't see why it wouldn't be – it wouldn't make sense for L.A. to get DeAndre. Um, I, I really think that, that you know, DeAndre and Dwight tandem, you know, just t- kind of a tag team can't be pretty lethal despite them being near the end of their career.
1: So do you see this – so like a couple seasons ago, obviously the Lakers win the title and the the center kind of tandem that they had then – Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. Now Dwight Howard, a couple years older. Now DeAndre Jordan. Do you see this as an upgrade over that tandem a couple of years ago? JaVale McGee um, in that season averaged six and five with the Lakers. Um, I kind of see this as. I mean, I guess it's every bit as good as that tandem was. Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. um, You know, JaVale McGee. You know, um, DeAndre Jordan at this point, similar in age, but. I don't think this makes a huge difference for the Lakers. We're going to talk about our finals picks in a minute here, but I think most people at this point expect the Lakers to be a contender in the West, probably to come out of the West. I don't know that this raises their ceiling all of that much. Is this going to help them against the Brooklyn Nets in a final series? I mean, there's a strong possibility that guys like Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan are kind of like played off the floor in that series. Mm-hmm. Depending on you know how Brooklyn decides to match up with them, but I mean it, this would be really exciting. Like five years ago, DeAndre <laughs> Jordan going to the Lakers. It seems like their entire roster. This would be really exciting five years ago. Russell Westbrook, uh, you know Carmelo Anthony, all of these guys. It's just like adding another name at this point. People have made jokes about the age of the Lakers and you know how old right. these guys are. Maybe they're past their prime. And, I mean, DeAndre Jordan is really just like the perfect embodiment of that. And then another move for the Brooklyn Nets. So LaMarcus Aldridge retired earlier this year uh, due to a heart condition. But it seems like that has cleared up or improved to the point now where it's okay for him to play basketball. So he's returning to the Brooklyn Nets. So maybe that had something to do. Maybe the the Nets caught wind of that. And maybe that's why they decided to move on uh, from DeAndre Jordan. You know, you bring Jalil Okafor in. LaMarcus Aldridge is coming back. I mean, what do you think of LaMarcus coming
2: back to the Nets? I mean, first and foremost, good for LaMarcus. I mean, this was something that, you know, we didn't really know what would happen, right? I mean, LaMarcus gets to, you know, goes to Brooklyn, has that, you know, heart condition, essentially, that takes him out and... It all kind of happened so abruptly where, you know, LaMarcus was coming from a place where he was playing in San Antonio um, a couple of years ago was, you know, still an all-star, I think, um, pulling up his stats here. I mean, he was, what, 21-9 and nine at that point statistically um, just until the 2018-19 season. Um, you know, last year he goes down in San Antonio and he's, you know, playing less minutes. Um, therefore, you know, he's just not putting up the same numbers, but, you Ultimately good for Lamarcus Aldridge. I think that Lamarcus is obviously um, Better than a DeAndre Jordan at this point or a Dwight Howard So I think this is a great addition for them to welcome him back and just to see what he can do I don't know that we'll see him play the minutes see it back to the minutes that he would you know has played in his career before but I, I first and foremost like like I said, I'm just really happy for Lamarcus that he's you know getting back out on the, the court um, you know, because heart issues aren't anything to deal with you and know, mess with. So um, you know, really great for him, and I, I think the, the Nets, it's kind of a no-brainer to bring him back. Really happy for LaMarcus. Obviously, a guy's health is going to come first
1: and foremost above everything else. Looking at right now, um, looking at VegasInsider.com, in terms of favorites to win the NBA Finals last year, Brooklyn Nets, they lead all teams in the NBA. They're plus 240. Then you've got the Lakers there at plus four hundred. The Warriors, the Bucks, both at plus nine hundred. Followed by the Suns, the Jazz, fifteen hundred plus sixteen hundred. Luke, right now, who are your favorites to win the NBA Finals? And then who do you like in that Finals
2: matchup? I mean, the favorites have to be have to be the Lakers and the Nets, right? I don't. I think that it would be kind of silly to say otherwise. Um, we've discussed it. And we I think we both would be in a grant that we don't think that the Suns will necessarily be back in the finals. I mean, if if the Nets stay healthy, I can't even give you a sexy pick out of the East. Like if the Nets are healthy, it's a wrap for the East. They're going to make the finals regardless um you know the Sixers they don't really know what they've got going on it doesn't seem like Ben's gonna be back and they were the number one seed last year um then who else is challenging the Nets at that point right I mean Knicks Hawks Heat um I I really don't know if they're even challenging them I don't think they're challenging them at all um and then you go to the West man I I think that you know if Jamal Murray makes a return um this season, then he'll be able to help the, the jazz kind of get a little bit closer. Um, I mean the Nuggets, sorry. And so at that point, man, I, I really don't know. I've already disrespected the jazz before on this podcast. I don't think, I don't think that they've got what it takes to beat the Lakers, especially a healthy Lakers. It's, it's, it's a mirror parallel, right? I mean, between the conferences, the entire narrative Jonathan is if they stay, if each of those teams, the Lakers, and the Nets stay healthy, nobody's touching them. Um, and I think that the nets will win the championship this year.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why?
1: I feel the same way. I mean, you know, you can always talk about what teams are going to make the finals, what teams are going to lead their respective conferences, and it's always going to come down to health. Like, it sounds like a really lame argument, and it almost sounds like a cop-out to always refer back to that, but it all always comes down to health. Like, if the Brooklyn Nets are healthy last year, they win the NBA Finals, and it's not even close, I don't think. If the Lakers are healthy, they definitely make the NBA Finals. Like, they definitely make it out of the first round against the Phoenix Suns. And then, you know, I, I think they just kind of steamroll to the to the NBA Finals. But it's a big question for me, honestly, if Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, yeah. all of these guys are going to be able to stay healthy. You saw Kyrie and James Harden last year banged up in the playoffs. Kevin Durant, I mean, my wife took him, you know, first in our, uh, our NBA uh, fantasy draft that we do each year. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, the guy, he played like, I don't know, he missed, I think, like 40-something games. I believe in like a 72 game season. So it's a big, if like the Brooklyn Nets staying healthy. So, I mean, at plus 240, and then you've got the Lakers at plus 400, I kind of like the Lakers value there because of the fact, I think they're the team that stands to be healthier long-term, especially if, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, those, their main three are not on any type of load management, which I think they probably should go towards that. So they can stay healthy for the playoffs, but unless you know, unless is, this is the end for LeBron, like the ankle injury that he dealt with last year, if he's never really going to be the same type of player, that totally changes the Lakers. The big question mark with them is going to be Anthony Davis. I think it seems like that guy's just never able to stay healthy for an entire season. Yeah. Uh, you know, him not being healthy is really the main reason that they lost, um, you know, in the first round last year. So that's what it comes down to, but. I hate this about the NBA that it's now come down to, you know, we're nine months out from the NBA Finals and we it just feels like a foregone conclusion. It's going to be those two teams. The team that is going to be interesting to me next year is the Golden State Warriors, who have the same odds right now as the Milwaukee Bucks. Is Klay Thompson coming off of an ACL and then an Achilles? Is he going to be the same type of player? Is DeAndre, uh, uh, Draymond Green, excuse me, going to be able to have... The same type of season that we're accustomed to, you know, being borderline dominant defensively. And is he going to be the same level of playmaker? All of these guys are getting older now as they age into their 30s. So, but I'm just excited to watch the Warriors again. Hopefully, Clay is healthy and, and, you know, we get some sort of, you know, splash brother action, you know, in the the playoffs. And, and, you know, maybe like a Western Conference Finals. Um, Do you, you are you intrigued by the Warriors at all? Do you feel like they have a shot?
2: Yeah, I how uh, there the people who were counting them out. I I think that had simply forgotten about Clay Thompson and who he is. I hope he comes back the same Clay that we saw before. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you think that the the Warriors could make the Western Conference Finals at the least? I mean, they added two what I think to be two solid draft picks in Kuminga and Moses Moody, um, Otto Porter Jr. Right, and so they just continued to kind of fill out they. I don't know that it was quiet, but I do know that there's nobody really talking about them, and I think they're being eclipsed by the you know the Lakers and the Nets of the world. I don't see why you know the Warriors can't make the Western Conference Finals. I think you've got you've got Steph, who you know the the only the league's only unanimous MVP. Um, he didn't take a step the last year. I mean, he he didn't take a step back last year.
1: It's still dumb that he's the only unanimous MVP that we've ever had. I think the other it's closest still, one was
2: uh, was Shaq was one of them. He was one vote away. It's um, just silly but... that
1: like Michael Jordan, LeBron James have <laughs> never been unanimous MVPs. It's it's really a shame the, on all the voters. It was the
2: infatuation Jonathan with the three point shot.
1: Well, like Derek Jeter today was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, right? And was not a unanimous like vote into the Hall of Fame. Just stuff like that's ridiculous. But yeah, um, that's neither here. Regardless, nor
2: there. I think the Golden State will be very good this year. Specifically, if Clay is who he has been, and and doesn't, you know, does seem to have taken a step back. I wanted to ask you, Jonathan. There's a team that we haven't mentioned that a that a year ago, two years ago, we were all, you know, there was always they were always floated into the championship conversation. Have you lost faith in the Los Angeles Clippers? Do
1: I mean Kawhi Leonard having a torn ACL? You know, right, kind of puts pops a you know pops that hot air balloon there. <laughs> um, as Paul George, be, I mean, maybe he gets back to you know MVP type level of player, yeah. Where you know he's in that conversation, yeah. They'll probably have a nice season, but I don't see them going far into the playoffs without Kawhi Leonard. Now, the team that I feel like we're being incredibly disrespectful to are the reigning NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are sitting there plus nine hundred the same odds as the Golden State Warriors to win the NBA Finals. So this is my case for the Milwaukee Bucks, is the exact same thing happens that happened last year. Brooklyn doesn't stay healthy. The Lakers don't stay healthy. I could see the Bucks matching up with the Golden State Warriors if both of those teams are the teams that make it to the Finals and the Bucks winning in like seven games. Like I, I totally see that being a possibility. And I don't think it's that far-fetched. Uh, again, I have real you know, questions about whether or not Kyrie is going to stay healthy. Um, you know, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, like these guys who over the last few years it seems like can't stay healthy. And if that's the case, I think that the Milwaukee Bucks have a real chance again.
2: Yeah. I think that they could, you know, definitely have a real chance again. I don't see why not. But the huge caveat still for me, if both teams are healthy going head to head, I don't see why why the Nets don't um, beat Milwaukee probably in six.
1: Yeah. And you're trying to Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, it might be even less than that. Like if, especially if Harden and and Kevin Durant get it going, like it could be over and it could be over pretty quickly. All right, Luke, let's switch gears here. So we're going to, we're going to talk about some food. Okay. You love love food. food, I love food. Who doesn't love food? All right. All right. I recently came across a new item on one of my favorite fast food establishments, uh, Taco Bell. Let me let me just preface it with this: Let's not all act like now we've got adult money and you know we're successful in our careers and we have families and everything like that. Let's not forget the high school days where you were going to Taco Bell with three, four dollars, getting a, a whole meal, you know, soft taco supreme, a Baja blast, all that good stuff. Let's not forget the days when Taco Bell was holding it down for us in our younger days. Okay. True. I'm not one of these people now that I can, you know, I can afford Chipotle or I can go to, you know, Capital Taco or one of these other places. I don't turn my nose up at Taco Bell. It's still delicious. It's still cheap. I know it ain't good for me, but I love it all the same. So, um, for those of you that don't know, uh, I mean, if you guys don't follow me on like my personal social media, you probably have no idea. But I'm a big food guy. I do like food reviews from time to time. It started as a joke with my buddies, and it's just been something that I have uh, come to start to jo- enjoy. So recently, I've been doing like all the spicy chicken sandwiches. Like I did um, Burger King. I did uh, McDonald's. I did. Um, I've done a few others. I tried the uh, KFC. There's a what was that KFC? K- I did KFC. Mm-hmm. I didn't videotape it, but there was one uh, that Hardee's did. Where it was a chicken sandwich but the like it's a waffle bun. Mm. I wasn't really feeling that one but this week I came across Taco Bell has a spicy crispy chicken sandwich taco. I have to like remember the order that those words come in. So it's basically <laughs> it's almost like a chicken tender that they bred in like crispy tortilla coating they say and then it's a it's like a flatbread bun. it has creamy chipotle. And then jalapeno peppers on top of it, Luke. When I tell you that this thing absolutely slapped, like I think I sent you this gif of this girl, like just slapping I, I did, the mess out of I just looked of- up slap on like the <laughs> like the gif lookup on the iPhone, and it was like I really felt bad once I sent it because when you watch it, it's just this girl slapping this just, other girl in the face as yeah. hard as she can over and over again. But it was it was incredible, Luke. Have you had the opportunity to try this? I haven't,
2: but after watching your video, I'm um, I'm gonna have to go to Taco Bell. And uh, what what's the cost on this bad boy? Uh, I don't know. I pretty pretty whenever cheap. Whenever you along order the lines things through Bell Uber Eats, oh
1: cause yeah, because I like ordered it you know on my lunch break. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, yes, Uber Eats, DoorDash, all that stuff is incredibly convenient, but they upcharge you like a dollar to two dollars per item. It's ridiculous. My wife and I a few weeks back we were gonna order like Applebee's right? We love Applebee's appetizers and everything like that. So we were going to do a DoorDash with Applebee's, right? It came out to like $110 for everything. It was, you know, it was my wife and I and a couple other people. Instead, we went to the Applebee's website. It came yeah. to $70. That's crazy. So it's say $40 robbery. not doing the DoorDash. It is highway robbery.
2: That's unreal, actually. <laughs>
1: so I don't know the price point, but you know, it's I mean, it's a couple, it's, it's Taco Bell. We already talked about how cheap it is. Like we don't need to go. Absolutely worth it. Unbelievable. Absolutely worth it. And then I don't know if you've had, I don't think they have it now. They had it a few months ago. It's the naked chicken chalupa, Mm -mm. basically where they take like fried chicken and they turn it into a chalupa shell and they put like all the toppings inside the shell, Luke. It's a fried chicken taco shell. Oh, and I think they have like an, avo- it's like an avocado lime type of ranch that they put on it or something like that, dude. Oh, absolutely fire. Need that in my life.
2: I need. I, I, I think I, I, it's been a while since I've been to talk about, I think I need to go back.
1: Are you a fan of Baja Blast oh. The Mountain Dew?
2: Oh, oh, it's incredible. I love, I, I, I love Baja Blast, man. I'm slamming it with a large every time. What's your go-to soda? My go to soda is cherry coke. Cherry Coke. Yeah.
1: We usually do cherry coke when we're like going to the movies. We have a nice big salty buttery bag of popcorn mm-hmm. and then we get the cherry coke. For me, man, my favorite sodas, Dr. Pepper is definitely up there. And okay, you and I need to have a discussion, sir. What? We we did not address this on the podcast. The other day, I'm just perusing Facebook and like Dr. Pepper comes up. And people are, like, commenting, like, what's your favorite Dr. Pepper flavor? And I I comment. I said, bring back berries and cream, you cowards. Mm. Okay? Luke fi- somehow sees the same post, goes underneath my comment, and just writes, "Ill bro. Yeah. So let me ask you this because you didn't respond to me. Have you ever had the berries and cream Dr. Pepper?
2: Oh, it was 100% a troll. No, I haven't. Okay, um, then. I It was a troll, and we can take care of that now. I was scrolling. And I wouldn't have seen that post, but it said Jonathan Osborne commented on a post. Right. I guess because we interact a lot on Facebook, and in general, who knows that Facebook probably knows we text all the time. I don't know. Um, so I just replied, said you, bro. I was bored, so I just replied oh, that okay. you said, "Have you ever tried it?" I was like, "Ah, this isn't worth it." Um, so I just didn't reply,
1: but left me hanging on Facebook.
2: Yeah, yeah, so,
1: yeah. Big Dr Pepper guy, but if I had to like one soda for the rest of my life, Mountain Dew Voltage all day. Oh, I thought
2: you were about to say berries and cream.
1: No, 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 no. I would definitely bring that back, but Voltage is, what is just it? like. Uh,
2: hold on. Voltage is great, but and, and, and I love Voltage. However, berries and cream. Jonathan, I've never tried it. People listening right now are like probably thinking the same thing as me. What the heck does that even taste like in a soda? I mean, like. Okay, is it just so sweet?
1: You've t- You've had Dr. Pepper. Right. Right. Like Dr. Pepper doesn't taste like anything you've ever tasted in your life. Okay. So it's just, I, I don't know what exact type of berry flavor was in it, but it, it had like a little bit like a fruity hint to it. Mm. And then just like, think of like adding cream soda. Like, have you had Dr. Pepper and cream soda? No. That they now like sell in the bottle. It's literally Dr. Pepper cream soda. Really? Yeah. So it's like that with just like a fruity berry hint. Hmm. I That's the best. It's been probably... Probably been fifteen, sixteen years since I've had that. I remember drinking it at my buddy's house in high school. His grandma got it for us, and for like the next two months, that's all I would drink was Dr. Pepper berries and cream. They had the funniest commercial. This guy was drinking it everywhere he went. He would like fall down the steps with the Dr. Pepper can up to his mouth, is that get the up and berries still and cream it. Guy? I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to do the Th- this voice. This is years ago. He's but. swimming laps in the pool, and as he comes up for a breath, he's got the Dr. Pepper right. can in his mouth. So, okay. like, it was just a funny commercial. It was delicious. Anyways, we can we can go ahead and move on. So, Luke, you've been doing pretty well with the college picks yeah. this season. Um, update us how you did last week. What's your record on the year now? Yeah. And what do you have for us this week?
2: So... Yeah, last week, uh, my bets were Minnesota plus 14 versus Ohio State. Again, I don't bet, but if I did, these are my picks of what I did last week. Uh, Minnesota plus 14 versus Ohio State, and Kansas State minus three versus Stanford. Um, Minnesota, I mean, I, I texted one of my friends. He texted me. He was like, hey, what do you have for this week? And I was like, hey, uh, you need to go Minnesota plus 14. I know that Ohio State's great. They've got a high-powered offense. I just don't know if they can do it. Um, And thankfully, my friend was very smart, and my friend bought the half point and got Minnesota plus 14 and a half. Um, I threw Minnesota in a teaser, a parlay teaser, so I gave myself six points. So I took – essentially, I had Minnesota plus 20 um, along with a bunch of other games that were teased as well. Um, But yeah, so it ended up – essentially, it pushed, right? So Minnesota lost by exactly 14 just which continue, means you get your money back. Which means you get you get your money back, right? So I haven't lost any of your money yet. So don't even say it. Um, but isn't that ridiculous though about Vegas? Like these college games where there are spreads that are forty points. Nebraska was favored by like forty one and a half last week against Fordham, for instance. There's so much margin for error, um, and I, it's ridiculous to me that some of these, most of these bets, they are nail right on the head. I mean, plus 14 on the dot, which is absurd to me. Um, Because Minnesota looked like for a while there, they were going to be able to maybe win the game. They were up, and then Ohio State decided to turn on the burners. Minnesota started kind of kicking themselves. Um, Regardless, Kansas State minus three was the other game I had. I didn't even have to watch this whole game. Kansas State ran Stanford out of the stadium and definitely covered the minus three. To be honest, I don't even know what the final score was because I didn't care. Um, They covered the minus three. So essentially 10 and1 last week um, which makes me 30 and1 on the year um, this week Jonathan um, week two college football I'm going Liberty minus four and a half against Troy um, the sole reason being Liberty's quarterback Malik Willis he played at Auburn last year he threw for 20 touchdowns four interceptions it just um a man amongst boys especially against the competition he plays against during the season I mean he's a guy he's an SEC guy he came from the SEC I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NCAA regardless um, their defense isn't great but I think that it'll be a track race and Liberty is going to probably print win pretty easily the over under here is 61 so they're expecting points to be put up and I think you're going to see a lot of points be put up but I think you're going to see far more be put up by Liberty I think they win pretty handily Liberty minus four and a half is the first one the next one, Jonathan, is a team that appeared... Dante on...
1: Marcatelli is going to like to hear that.
2: He will. Dante Marcatelli uh, with the Magic is a huge Liberty guy. Did he graduate from Liberty, by the way? He did. Okay. So, big Liberty he's a, guy. He's a big Seth Curry guy as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, Liberty minus four and a half. That's my first one. Um, the next pick that I do have, Jonathan, is a team that made an appearance in the first week on a side that they probably didn't want to make an appearance on. Um and that was against Nebraska against Illinois. I'm bringing it back to Nebraska. I don't know why Vegas continues to put trust in Nebraska. I know they covered last week against Fordham. That didn't make and you saw them in person. I saw them in person. I saw them go down seven to zero in person to Fordham, um, and then they proceeded to lay the wood on Fordham. So they made up for it.
1: But that's a great expression, by the way.
2: Lay the wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm a big <laughs> fan. Um, anyway, so I heard. With, with in respect to that um so Nebraska just to recap loses to Illinois week 1 Illinois last week gets beat by UTSA and for saying who's UTSA they're the roadrunners put some respect on their name just kidding don't do that they suck um they they beat Illinois so the team that Nebraska got beat by gets beat by UTSA last week and somehow Buffalo who won 69 to 7 last week against Wagner. Um sixty-nine to seven. They were favored by forty. They more than covered the spread. Their running back room, they play like five guys. They put they run a rotation of five running backs who will just run all over you from what I've seen. So Buffalo, I think the number's too big, plus thirteen and a half against Nebraska and Lincoln this week. I think that they could win outright. I really do. If you want to get real spicy, you can put money on the money line for Buffalo. I think that they could win the game outright. Absolutely. Now, if you're a little skeptic of the plus 13 and a half, I know that's not a fun number by the half a point. So, you know, you get that plus 14, it could push for you. But I really don't think that it'll even be a push. I think they can keep this within a one score game, the entire game. Today's episode is sponsored
1: by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming. It's back to school time, and we want to make sure you pack the essentials to have the best year yet. The Manscaped 4th Generation Performance Package is just that. Things are opening up. Be ready for whatever is in the daily schedule for you. It's the perfect package for your package and includes the brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Fellas, go for the head of the class of ball trimming and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com with the code 6th, that's S-I-X-T-H, at manscaped.com.
2: School is back, and the Performance Package 4.0 for Manscaped is here to teach the boys a lesson on male hygiene. Inside, you'll find our Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts Performance Boxer Breeze, and the Shed Travel Bag. This package includes the brand new Lawnmower 4.0 and will give you the confidence to do anything you desire. New year, new you might screw around and attend Smooth Balls University this fall. Wait, is that a thing?
1: Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th, S-I-X-T-H, at manscaped.com. This year, graduate with a degree in clean balls from Manscaped. Alright, so let's switch it up to something that I'm a little bit more familiar with. So I, I don't really bet college football. Unlike you, I'm not afraid to say that I, I do bet. I'll, <laughs> I'll say it, you know, with my chest. So we're gonna switch up uh to the NFL this week, Luke. Yeah. So um first of all, what what games are you looking at this week? I know I sent you my bets earlier this week. Um yeah. what what are you betting? Or air quotes, not betting.
2: Um I'm going Tampa Bay minus tomorrow night against the Dallas Cowboys don't see why they can't um, cover that Uh, if you want to get nerdy about it and go against the spread records and things like that um, they are 14 and 6 and they're against the spread in their last 20 week one games so that's against you know who knows teams that that are you know maybe better than them, whatever it might be. But their last 20 week one games are 14 and six. Um, And I I just think I don't, I don't think there's a reason I don't care much about the Cowboys. I don't think they're very great. And I think that the, the bucks, I really don't have too much of a rhyme or reason. Number one, I'm not disciplined. It's the first NFL game of the year. I'm betting it. So, but I am confident enough to put it on the show, put my record on the line, Tampa Bay, minus eight tomorrow night um are you partaking in anything with that game tomorrow night
1: no not tomorrow night usually i don't even like to bet the first few weeks of the season just because right. usually it takes you know two three sometimes even four weeks to really get a good feeling for what teams are are good what teams might be good but you're not really sure about and then you know what teams are legitimately bad yeah but like this week i, I really couldn't help myself i did stay away from the bucks um I use Bovada right now. They're, you know, minus eight and a half. Mm. And it just feels like a lot for, you know, a team with Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Omari Cooper, you know, Zeke Elliott, you know, some of these guys, you know, they're getting guys back on their offensive line. So the defense is absolutely atrocious. Tom Brady teams, you know, historically, you know, can have slow starts to the season. Like, you know, a few years back, I remember the, the Patriots started something like, 0 and three or like two and five something like that and then came back and you know pretty much won the Super Bowl. I mean he wins the Super Bowl like every other year. So um, just that regard, I mean maybe there's a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover there. It's week one now. Would it surprise me? And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I expect the Cowboys to get ran. Am I willing to put money on it? I don't know. Like you said, Vegas always knows what's going on and yeah. they get it right so much of the time. Uh, I'm just eight and a half. I I wouldn't bet that you know on, on most teams. Now, I did take uh, the Los Angeles Rams um, over uh, the Chicago Bears. Mm. So the Rams are at home, uh, minus seven and a half. The Chicago Bears, uh, you know, Andy Dalton. I don't believe in Andy Dalton whatsoever. I don't think he's that big of an upgrade over, let's say, like a Mitch Trubisky, you know, who they played for, you know, a lot of last year. And then in terms of the Los Angeles Rams, so even with Jared Goff last year. Um, every single time I bet the Rams, they covered for me last year. Mm. So I'm, I'm still riding that wave pretty heavy. It's a little bit of a hot hand, but Matt Stafford, like Matt Stafford hasn't had a good offense in so long. Yeah. And now, you know, he's with Sean McVay. I love Sean McVay. I think he's a great, you know, offensive minded coach. Um, I think the the Los Angeles Rams offense this year is going to be even better, you know, than it was last year. So, uh for that reason I've got the Rams uh, minus seven and a half. Are you betting on that game or are you staying
2: away from that? Um I think I'm gonna stay away. In the NFL, I um I try to stay away from multiple over touchdown spreads. Right. The NFL is just so unpredictable when it comes to Super Bowl winners and who's gonna be in a Super Bowl and who's gonna win the game by a certain amount. I mean, at the end of the day, like it's not like college, right, where these spreads are forty. But they feel like a, an eight point spread feels like a 40 point college spread to me sometimes because it is such an, a 5050 thing for me. I think Vegas hits those even more on the head when it comes to the NFL um, because there's not as much margin now I will say i've got a, a I've got a couple plays left with the NFL that I'll talk about real quick here um, and you you know get your thoughts on as well. I'm going to go chiefs minus six on Sunday against the Browns. They played in January, the Browns only lost by five, but if you remember, Mahomes went out with a concussion in that matchup, and the Chiefs proceeded to put up 438 yards against the Browns. I think the Chiefs' offensive line is much improved, um, which kind of negates the Browns' defensive improvement, I think. Um, And if they get going, I mean, we've seen it time and time again with the Chiefs. Nobody can keep up with the Chiefs when it comes to putting up points. I think if the Chiefs can find the success they found last year putting up four hundred and thirty eight yards, Mahomes stays healthy the entire game. I don't see why the Chiefs can't cover that minus six.
1: Yeah, I I do like that pick. I stayed away from it because like you said, I try to stay away from you know games that have like, you know, bigger spreads than you know three or four points really. So taking the Rams minus seven and a half, I was a little bit hesitant. Um, you know to take the Chiefs there I've got Seahawks um, minus two and a half Seattle at the Indianapolis Colts Um, you know Carson Wentz he has not been great really in the past you know three seasons or so he's coming off of a foot injury the Seahawks every single year the first few weeks Russell Wilson just seems like he always lights it up Uh, minus two and a half you know for one of the better teams in the NFC Russell Wilson always in the MVP conversation not totally sold on Carson Wentz and the, the Colts offense. So uh, yeah, I, I like the the Seahawks minus two and a half. And then this last one, I'm not so sure about. Um, my buddy kind of talked me into it. We kind of go in on these bets together. Uh, Miami plus three at the New England Patriots. Uh, obviously, Miami Dolphins defense last year was incredible. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa is supposed to be better this year. Rookie quarterback, um, you know, and Mac Jones for the New England Patriots. But you know, it's Bill Belichick. You just you never really want to bet against Bill Belichick. Um, but I, I kinda went with the buddy pick there, Luke. Plus three, um, Miami at New England. What do you think of uh that plus three?
2: Um I I think that the Patriots will be pretty good this year. I think that they will be better than in the past. I love that they are rolling with Mac Jones at starting quarterback.
1: Offense can't get much worse than it was last year.
2: No, absolutely not. So with that being said, I don't really know. This is a stay away for me. This one is kind of who knows Um, with New England, especially. I just New England's a team I will probably end up betting if they go the way that I think they're going. I'll end up betting them, you know, throughout the season. Um, I
1: mean, I mean, the line right now is pretty much even odds. So is it? It's like the yeah, it's like a pick'em. So
2: yeah. So um. Okay. Yeah. Because for me, it was showing. New England minus three, but, um, still, but, um,
1: I just mean in terms of odds, like it's minus three, like you get even oh, the, odds on that. So oh, you're talking
2: about, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: Not the, not the spread itself, but like the actual odds on the, yeah, spread. yeah, yeah,
2: gotcha. Yeah. So, um, I really don't know, which is why it's kind of a, a, a stay away for me, Jonathan. Um, then the last game that I've been on for a few weeks now, um, is green Bay minus four against the saints. Back when I think this, I think this is a really light line. I think that there should be more points um, in favor of Green Bay at this point. They were it was Green Bay minus three when the game was in New Orleans. So when I heard the game was getting moved uh, because of the hurricane, I immediately jumped before they could close the lines or anything. I jumped on Green Bay minus three in anticipation for it to go Green Bay minus six, minus seven. Honestly. Um, you know, game obviously doesn't get and and really that was if the game got moved to Green Bay. Obviously, we know it's getting moved to Jacksonville where the Jaguars play. Um, and so it's just you know moved up basically a point at this time. So, um, for me, I, I think that I'm I'm gonna sit on. I mean, I am I placed that bet weeks ago as far as Green Bay minus three. I believe you can get it minus four right now. Um, like I said, I think that that's or I think that line is really good. Um, I, I think that. You know, they. I think the Packers could cover it for sure.
1: Yeah, I think the Packers definitely can cover. Um, just to be totally transparent, I did throw the Saints um, money line in a parlay with the Giants money line just to have a little bit of fun. I just put ten bucks on that. Mm. Uh, that wins fifty three, and I just thought that was like way too good of odds to pass up. Yeah. Each week, I just kind of throw different games in the parlay machine to see. Oh, <laughs> if I put ten bucks, like what's the payout going to be? So, right. um, I do think the Giants have a chance to beat the Broncos. As biased as I am. Um, I'm hoping that I'm really hoping Daniel Jones is going to have a great year. And then in terms of the Saints, you know they're not playing at home, but they you know do have a great defense. Um, offense isn't going to be better, obviously, without Drew Brees. Uh, but if Jameis Winston, like you know, if what we saw in the preseason is like is a real indicator, I think he's going to be pretty good for the Saints this year. We'll see if the like Lasik, um, you know, that he had a couple of <laughs> seasons ago is really going to make a big difference for him with the interceptions. That's the whole thing with Jameis you know a couple seasons ago throws 30 touchdowns 30 interceptions if he's a guy that can get to like 30 and like 17 or like 30 and 15 like he's a guy he's really really a talented quarterback and uh, you know the saints will have a lot of uh, success obviously without michael thomas so that's going to make things a little bit tougher yeah. um but again the odds 10 bucks to win 53 i couldn't turn that down and then first week of the season why not we basically did like we picked our four like sure things um, so that's 10 bucks to win almost 27 We took the bucks, um, against the Cowboys. Uh, we took the Bills at home against the Steelers, the Titans at home against the Cardinals, and then San Francisco on the road against Detroit
2: Luke. Yeah, I mean, the NFL's back, man. Football's back. NFL is back. Betting's back. I really will say for people who haven't bet for, you know, long or, you know, what, still trying to kind of find the rhythm of what to bet, I think the biggest thing, um, one of the, the biggest things for me to kind of, you know, establish a confidence in your betting game is absolutely to try to do a parlay of heavy favorites that you think are, you know, like Jonathan was saying, like these, these are the teams that you think there's no way they're going to lose put a few of them together. If you put, you know, for instance, like you might not get the greatest return, but if you're for sure they're gonna win, if you're very confident in it, you put, you know, thirty, forty dollars, whatever you're comfortable with to win, you know, $25, 30 dollars in return. I don't see, you know, why you know you wouldn't want to do that. I I think that I've had a lot of success when it comes to heavy money lines and putting them just in parlays together. Um, three to four teams is probably good enough. Yeah. And if you start doing three more than three to four teams, you know the odds start getting a little you're bit. You're money you. fire folks. when you let start. Me, let me just tell you exactly. Now. So basically, the rule of thumb is if you are doing heavy favorites on a money line parlay and you see that payout number go above the amount you're risking then you're getting into scary ter- territory. Try to keep it a little bit below what you're risking uh, in terms of the payout, and that's kind of the sweet spot when it comes to those you know, those money line parlays that are heavy favorites. So last thing that we're going to talk about, Luke, here,
1: uh, you and I haven't really talked too much about how we did in our respective fantasy drafts. Um, so we'll kind of go through uh, our rosters. I think, uh, are you only playing in one league? Or are you playing in multiple leagues this year? I'm just doing one. Yeah, just doing the one league. So I'm in a couple different leagues. So I, I selected the team that I felt like maybe I have a better chance um, you know, of doing well in this league. So just to give you a little bit of context, this is going to be my fifth year in the league. Uh, my first year in this league, I won the Super Bowl. And each of the last uh, three seasons after that, I've made the Super Bowl. Now I've lost the Super Bowl each of the past three years in this league. Um, but you know, four for four, making it to the Super Bowl, pretty happy with that. So I'm pretty confident that I'm going to do pretty well in this league again so um and to give our our listeners a little bit more information here so this year this league decided to do uh, keepers in the first round so you could select one player from your roster from last season um to keep for this year but if you did that you basically forfeited your first round right. pick so in a snake draft the way that that works is you have teams 1 through 12 um you go through that first round those people that gave up their first round picks they lose that and then the second round starts back up at 1 again, goes through 12, and then you run the snake draft that way. So gotcha. um, the best player that I had on my team last year was Aaron Jones. I think he finished as like, the, like a top 4 or 5 yeah. running back last year in fantasy football. This year he was ranked to go 11th in the draft. I had the second overall pick. So just in terms of value, I couldn't really justify taking Aaron Jones number 2 based off of the other right. running backs that were left off. Yeah, First round, Luke second round, I always go running backs back-to-back. It's the most valuable position in fantasy football. There are fewer good running backs than any other position in the league, so I always try to get my running backs early. So with the second pick, I went Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, coming off of the ACL, think he's gonna have a, a really good season this year, closer to what he was his rookie season. And then with my second pick, I ended up with Aaron Jones anyway. So I didn't give up my keeper. I added Saquon Barkley. And I got Aaron Jones, Luke. What about you? What were your uh, first couple of picks?
2: Um, yeah, so for me, I'm in a kind of a weird league in terms of the the way it it feels like the and if you're listening to this, Tommy, which you're probably not, commissioner of the league, he started it this year as a dynasty. It feels like he checked every box for the features, like like he, you know, it, it feels that way. And I'll tell you why. It's like a a 25 man roster per oh, my per goodness. person. Uh, two flex positions, um, a defensive player, uh, while you still have your defense and special teams. Um, and so it's kind of wacky, uh, I will say. And you still so have you a pick a team, special teams? A, a team's defense and special teams. Oh, okay. I, so I the see. normal. I thought, uh, I thought you were saying that. No, no, no. Separate. no. Okay. And, and it's gotcha. PPR, it which I'm a big fan of full PPR. So it's yeah. PPR League. Um, and i mean i think it went really well i was a it's a 12 man league i had the 10th pick um and with my uh first pick i went with aaron jones he was still there on the board at 10 which was great um i was ecstatic about that i did that and then i a few picks later turned around and went tyreek hill so i think it was the first couple solid picks um kind of the highlights of my team is uh aaron jones uh tyreek hill aaron Rodgers. Um, and then, you know, I've got guys like Robert Woods, Chris Carson, um, Hawkinson, um, from Detroit at tight end, uh, Raheem Mostert from San Francisco. Um, so, and then I picked up TJ Watt defensively.
1: Very nice. So yeah, um, after, you know, I went Saquon and Aaron Jones, um, I think my next pick may have been Kyle Pitts. I, I don't really, uh, remember. I don't think so. I think I... Went a couple of uh, wide receivers right, wide receivers first before the tight end pick. So, quarterback, starting quarterback is going to be Ryan Tannehill. I told you I've got Saquon Aaron Jones. Uh, my wide receiver core, Allen Robinson, CeeDee Lamb. I think both of those guys are going to have great years. And then I, I told myself this year I wasn't going to go with a heart pick, but I took Kenny Galladay anyways. <laughs> I hope he's going to be really great for my New York Giants Again, I said I ended up with Kyle Pitts. Um, This league, we're running two flexes. So I took uh, Darrell Henderson from the Los Angeles Rams, who's supposed to be their RB1 this season. I ended up with the Ravens defense. Again, I went with kind of a heart pick Graham Gano. He was great for me last season. I think he's going to be really good. He was super, super accurate for the Giants. On the bench, I've got Jamar Chase. Lincoln back up with Joe Burrow. I hope he's going to pop off. Then I took Matt Stafford as my backup quarterback. Again, I think he's going to be really good for the Rams this year. Jamal Williams, uh, with the Lions, uh, David Johnson, who you mm-hmm. know four or five years ago to get him in like the ninth, tenth round, where I got him, just would have been the greatest wasn't, fantasy pick. Wasn't of Wasn't that time. the year
2: that he ended up getting injured? That he was like top of everybody's draft boards.
1: Yeah, he went crazy, and then the next year was like you know first, second, third pick in the draft, and, and then he got yeah, messed up his wrist and yeah. everything like that.
2: Yeah, um, exactly. I actually went, uh, Jonathan, some some Giants players. I went okay. ma- mainly one. Kadarius? Uh, no, not quite. Not. I didn't pick the Gator, not, even though that's, No. No, but I, I I think he will be good this year regardless. I hope that they get creative with him in the backfield this year. Um Sterling Shepard, Mr. dump off. Okay. Sterling Shepard. Danny Dimes gets flustered, that ball is probably getting dumped off to Mr. Sterling. So, I uh this season I would say it's going to be Saquon and we'll see, and, we'll see. And, it, and Sterling I have
1: real I have real concerns with the amount of concussions that he's racked up you know his first you know mm-hmm. what is it four years in the league yeah. so yeah well hoping that he can stay away from that this year right
2: but. he's not my starting lineup uh you know for this week is uh, at least um he is on my bench now I will say because it was such a freaking deep bench here um I just started and it is a keeper league it'll be a keeper league in years to come here how um, many teams in this league 12 okay um yeah, I ended up going uh stacking young quarterbacks on my bench. Um I went mainly it's Joe Burrow, um, who's on my bench and also um hold on one second. Danny Dimes. No, not, not Danny Dimes, that's for sure. <laughs> uh no, Zach Wilson. That's who it was. You watch your mouth. Uh, so Zach, I, I just stashed, you know, Zach Wilson and Joe Burrow, who will, I'm sure, make an appearance if the matchup looks right this year. Um, Aaron Rodgers has by week, week 13 that week because I've Aaron Jones. Um, I believe another player of mine has a week 13 bye. week 13 will be kind of a chalk it up week for me. So just we will, you know, at that point, be evaluating who's a better matchup for, you know, Joe Burrow or Zach Wilson. And uh, hopefully one of them can pop off for me, you know, week 13 and, and save the week for me. But yeah, so that was kind of my strategy, Jonathan. I'm just stashing, you know, young talent like that. Um, you know, if it you know, if the league runs its course and people actually stay in the league, that would be great. Um, so I mainly went win now roster um, with, you know, not really caring about the age until I started thinking about the end of the, the time I started getting some guys that were out for the year maybe or out for an elongated time and then those young quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, a little bit different dynamic when you have like the, the Dynasty League and you got to worry about, you know, the future seasons and whatnot. So but, Luke, I think uh, we'll we'll kind of keep tabs on the fantasy teams throughout the season. Obviously, we'll talk about the bets each week and whatever you know crazy things that might happen in the NFL. But we'll keep tabs throughout the season, see how our fantasy teams are, are doing and everything like that. So I think, Luke, that's going to do it for this week. Very exciting. NFL is coming back. And then on its heels the next couple of weeks, um, NBA teams will start having like their media days and ramping up training camp. So we've got a lot of things coming up uh, to look forward to. But, yeah everybody enjoy uh football the nfl being back tonight cowboys at the bucks and uh, enjoy uh this first weekend of football and college football and everything like that you guys stay safe so uh but for luke sylvia this has been jonathan you guys are listening to shoot the shot we will catch you guys next time see ya.